What's up, church planters and all you fans of church planting? My name is Jared Huntley, and I'm with my good friend Matt Hess, and you guys are listening to In the Trenches, a podcast by everyday church planters for the everyday church planter. So whether you're a lead church planter or you're on a church planting team, or you're just a fan of church planting, then this podcast is for those of you who want to get in the trenches and proclaim the kingdom of God. What's up, Matt? What's going on, brother? Not much. How you doing? Good, good. That's good. What's new in your world? Oh, man, you know, just trying to juggle everything, you know, the different stuff, different uh, different roles and all that good stuff, but it's good, man. That's good. Yeah. Lead yeah, the you network. Got, you've had a lot of changes, you know. A lot how's of changes. The, how's the uh, catalyst thing going? Oh, it's fun, man. I, I, I enjoy it. You know, I, um, you know, I, I really... This uh, last week we did the uh, assessment retreat and um, for the planners and and that was fun, you know. And just I, I think there's so much potential here in the city, you know. I, I we we really are trying to figure out how to reach internationals and immigrants coming in yeah. and um, and getting those guys learning from those guys, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, like there's this one guy that was in the assessment this past week, man, and. Um, He's a Korean guy, and apparently, like, he had planted or influenced, like, 400 different ministries and churches in, like, Korea, and, like, and then Mm. starting here, he's just, like, starting Bible studies, and just, it's like, wow. I mean, we have so much to learn from the world in terms of how we plant churches and and how we how we operate and stuff. I think we have, they could teach us a lot more than oh, we could good, teach them. Goodness, no kidding, you know. I feel like a lot of the stuff we export just hurts the church globally. But. Yeah, it does. I mean, it really does. We we get so much Those guys bring it back to the word in a lot of ways, yeah. right? I mean, we get so much of the way we plant churches from Europe and yeah. Well, it's because they don't have the money we have, so they can't right. depend on the things that we Yeah. Have. Yeah, it's exactly right. You know, they you know, so it's it's so it's good, man. God's been doing, just been talking to me some about, about some of that stuff, yeah, you know. Yeah. So it's been a lot of fun. It's good. Awesome. Family's good. Everybody's everybody's good. Cadence is sweet and sassy. She went and uh, she went shopping with Erica yesterday, and Eric, I was in a meeting. Erica sent me a picture of uh, Cadence in these unicorn pajamas. And it's like these pajamas, and it's got like a hood on it, and it's got like a unicorn horn. And um, so they were in the store, and there was a pair of pajamas, and they were they were they were like on sale, you know. Yeah. And um, and Erica's like, "Oh, what do you think about these, Kay? They're 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 on sale." And she's like, "Oh, wow!" And she's like, "I like these too, Mama." And she got another pair of unicorn pajamas. She's like, "Oh, well, those aren't sale." And Kaden said, oh, "Mama, I got a great idea. Let's buy both of them." <laughs> So it's pretty funny, man. That is so, a great idea. Yeah. yeah. So, but anyway, yeah. so yeah, everybody's good, man. Sienna just started softball last week, and um, the rains canceled out like two of her first couple things. Oh, so, really? yeah. yeah. It has been rainy out here. Yeah. Right here. The weather in Canada, man. Yep. It's, so, yeah, it's still like cold, cool, and rainy. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of cool and rainy. It's kind of yeah. ridiculous. It's June, like, what, tomorrow or the day after? Tomorrow? Man, I, I don't know if I could survive down in the States, though, if we ever found ourselves back down in there. It's insane. Like, Austin, uh, I was down in Austin, you know, a couple weeks ago. Gosh, dude, it was so hot. It's like 92 degrees Fahrenheit. And you're like, wow. I liked it. I was down in Texas last, last week. Yeah. I liked it, but yeah. I like the hot. 
Man, I like the cooler weather for sure. Erica likes the hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She wanted to, uh, when uh, Puerto Rico became like a send emphasis, you know, for the send network. Yeah. She's like, oh, maybe God's calling us to plant in, in Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. Yeah. I was like, I, I, I think you probably have to speak Spanish, babe, to plant there. Probably so. Yeah. Yeah. What are we talking about today, man? We're going to talk about how to use social media and how not to use social Ooh. media as a church planner. So, Good. Yeah. <clears throat> I can, man, I'm like having, I'm on the struggle bus here trying to talk without coughing. There was a guy um, in a meeting yesterday and he, the whole time he could not get his throat mm. right. He's like, <laughs> doing like the shotgun. Yeah, well, hopefully the, that's not me this entire The rapid episode. fire. Yeah. Hopefully that's not me this entire episode. We'll yeah. See. So if not, if it is, then. Cough drop in the mouth helps a lot. <laughs> My gosh. You may have to carry the weight on this one, man. Well, you know. We can do what we can do. <laughs> okay, so so social media can be a really powerful tool for a church planner, but yeah. it can also be a deadly snare. What? <laughs> what do you know about this? <laughs> I know a thing or two about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you said I know a thing or two about it. So it definitely can be, you know, social media is interesting because it can be, you know, it's like it's provided a ton of opportunities as yeah. far as communication goes for yeah. us that we we never had in the history of the world, mm-hmm. which can be a really good thing because we can get some really great messages out there. Yeah. But it could also spread evil and vitriol and hate quicker yeah. than anything else as well. Uh, so yeah. it can be used as a weapon to hurt other people. Absolutely. It can, it can damage your reputation. It can damage your church. It can damage the, the glory of God mm-hmm. uh, or belittle the glory of God. So, you know, obviously we want to try to think of ways and, and strive for ways that we can, um, harness social media and use it as a tool to bring God glory uh, yeah. and not let it basically use us yeah. and not become a slave to it. So I th- thought that'd be a probably a good thing for us to talk about. Absolutely. So Matt, I'll, I guess I'll start off. What are some positive things that social media can do for both the church planter and the church plant? You know, man, I... So I remember uh, when Facebook was first getting big, you know, mm-hmm. and so I was a college young singles pastor in 2008 um, at a pretty good sized church. And uh, my, my wife, Erica was like, Hey, there's this thing called Facebook, you know, you need to, you need to get on this, you know? And I was like, Oh, so I reluctantly did it. And it's pretty funny. You know, you go back and look at those original posts. It would be like um, eating a bowl of chili. I would, you know, it's cause it like Matt is, you yeah. know, yep. it's like at the carnival. <laughs> People took it literally. They, they were like, Oh yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm supposed to finish the sentence. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's so funny, dude, looking back on it. So I remember, you know, just like in those beginning days, kind of getting into it and stuff and um, not really knowing how to use it or anything like that. I tell you, man, one of the one of the most positive things that I love about social media is that you can use it to build up others. I, I love the fact that um, you can use it to encourage people. You know, um, I, I love to honor people on social media. And, um, I, you know, I, I love to... Uh, I like to take pictures of, of you or Jen or leaders or whatever in different environments and like post it and, or share sermons or whatever it might be. Like, I really, really like that. I, I love to, how you can utilize social media and a bigger platform to encourage people. Mm-hmm. So like, I think that's great in church planning, especially when you're getting the church up off the ground. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you want to build a culture of encouragement. You want to build a, you know, uh, it, it's so funny, man. We're talking about this cause I was listening and, um, to Chuck Swindoll preach, I, you know, 
in my generation is probably not like Chuck Swindoll. You listen to Chuck Swindoll, but like I've always liked Chuck Swindoll. He's just great. I like his books, everything. And uh, he was in the Marine Corps too, by the way. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's he, too bad. Yeah. Well, you know, we can't all win in life. Um, you know, some of us <laughs> had to be in the army. But 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 you know, like he he he's he's so funny, man. But he was talking about how the world is full of discouragers, mm-hmm. and it's our Christian duty to encourage one another. And you know, Erica just wrote a blog post. Um, she released yesterday and it's so good about just being a cheerleader for others. Mm -hmm. And man, I just think that there's so much tearing down in the body of Christ today. It makes me sick. It's Mm got to break the heart of the father. And I think that social media, you know, it's so crazy, man. I was, I, I was like, you know, I'm I'm not gonna get on Facebook no more for whatever reason. Facebook has that alert to me where you just scroll, 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 and so I'm like, I'm just gonna get on Facebook on Sundays. That's it. I don't have that alert to scroll and scroll and scroll on Instagram and Twitter. So it doesn't. It's not a. It's not a time dump for me. Let me tell you something. Twitter is disgusting. Yeah. I mean, like all it does is tear down people. Yeah. It's just like, and I'm, I'm, man, it's just nasty. But anyways, yeah. I, I digress. I just, I just think it's a very effective way to encourage people. It's another great way to advertise in church planning. You know, it's you know, like getting your message out on a consistent basis. Um, you know, having, uh, having some. There's different pro. There's different programs like Hootsuite and stuff that you can set up to where all your social media channels are set up, and then you post once and it goes to everything. Mm-hmm. Like that's a pretty cool thing, yep. you know. And so it's a great way to keep keep your church in front of people. Instagram in particular, like um, I'm kind of new to the Instagram game, but I, like all this the hashtags. Mm-hmm. It like um, I read a really good article a few weeks ago about this and how you hashtag things can impact different people. And so we're seeing like people like stuff from, you know, different places and stuff. Weed weed depositories. (laughs) Yeah. I did. uh, A couple weeks ago, I texted Jared a picture of this. uh, I made this post on our, uh, I think it's Fellowship Picker, the Fellowships Network. I don't remember. And um, <laughs> like I think this, you shared this story a couple of weeks ago. Oh, couple, did I? Ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, I slept since then. But yeah, some <laughs> some weed company. Sorry, I have a really great memory. Yeah. I apologize for that. You're like an elephant, they got great minds. <laughs> Elephants but, never, for no, they wait. What is it? What's the? I think they never forget, right? Don't they? They never. Yeah, yeah I, I think don't I think that's it. I thought it was yeah yeah they forgive but they never forget. Oh okay. Do we really know? Forgive. Do we really know? Has there been any scientific studies about this? I don't know. You're like I don't know. I just think it'd be cool to ride an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I, but yeah, but but in all seriousness, it's it's a great way to keep your message out in front of people, yeah. qu- quoting scripture, um, sharing sermons. Mm-hmm. It's just a great platform, you know, to yeah. to keep on. You know, and to do it with excellence, I think, is important. Mm-hmm. To do it well, there's a lot of, you see a lot of bad stuff out there, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so a couple I, of positive things. I totally agree with you on the Twitter thing. You know, and you know what's amazing about Twitter is that it's all pastors. It's oh, all pastors yeah. pastors and ministry leaders that, get, <clears throat> that, like, Twitter is a place where pastors and ministry leaders get online to fight with each other. Yep. And it's like, some people are addicted to it. It's, yeah. it's like, even... Like, it's like people can't help themselves. Like, they can't help jumping into the fray and, you know, like, posting passive-aggressive tweets or, you know, responding to critics. And part of me is just like, just stop responding. Like, who cares? You know, you got these 
guys, you know, running these quote unquote discernment ministries oh, who Lord. feel like it's their duty to go yeah. and to, to rebuke people via tweet, you know, and stuff like yeah. that. I'm like, get over yourselves, you know, yeah. and then, but then the people feel the need to fight back, fight back against them and to like to, you know, to like yeah. attack back. And I'm like, both of y'all need to stop this. Yeah, it's, it's like all it's, you guys need to stop. Yeah, it's, just, it's like it's like a never ending train. Yeah. Like so, I, no, I Twitter's poison. I really it. think it is, man. Yeah. Like I've, like, again, sometimes I just want to delete all my social media. Uh, but it's one of the ways that we keep our partners updated yeah. on what we're doing. Yeah. It's one of the way, and then we've got this podcast, so we, you know we'll use it to like, yeah, you know, like promote the the podcast and just to share that with people. And so you know that's my hesitancy behind wanting to delete it but there are days where i'm like you know what a hundred years ago people got along just fine without yeah, this stuff i don't absolutely. need it i could delete it and i'd be just fine and yeah. life would go on yeah and so i don't know i still might one day but yeah we'll see but i yeah. but twitter for sure would be the first to go because i just think it's yeah it's just bad mm-hmm. so um so i i do think though that you know another positive thing about social media it can be uh it's a very effective and co- a cost effective way to advertise yeah now um like man we like advertising on Facebook is just way, way, way more effective, way more bang for your buck oh, yeah. than sending out like a mailer mm-hmm. or a newspaper ad or a radio ad yeah. because Big time. you're getting a lot more clicks. You're you getting, can target. You know, yeah, you can target. And, yeah. you know, for like 250 bucks, you can reach a ton of people yeah. for $250. For $250, you could do a mailer to like 20 houses or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, maybe, maybe 100 houses yeah. tops. And, you know, like, and maybe three of those people are going to actually look at your mail and not throw it straight in the garbage. Right. So, you know, you're just, you're, the thing about, you know, social media is that, you know, it's optimizing who sees your Mm. ad. You can't do that when you're sending out mailers. Yeah, true. You know, so like a lot of them are just going to be wasted. You're literally throwing money away. Yeah. And so uh, I think that's a big, you know, part of it. You can get the message out about your church. You can get, um, you know, evangelistic messages out there. And then I'm also noticing how people are, I think that one thing to really explore in the future, Jen, Jen has talked a lot about this, my wife, and, um, you know, she thinks it's something we should explore more is utilizing YouTube. Oh, absolutely. Um, so YouTube, so like, okay, so here's the thing with YouTube. The the generation that's coming up, like... Watching videos. They're they're on YouTube, man. Yep, yep. I, my, my boys, I mean, Isaac is 12, but you know Isaac, I mean, he's more like a 16-year-old already. Um, he's just super mature for his age. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, Gavin's quite mature too for his age in a lot of ways, but they don't, they, they're on YouTube, man. Sienna and Cadence, like they're on YouTube. Of course we monitor it all. You know, we don't just say, Hey, all right, get on YouTube, you know, but, um, <clears throat> cause there's filters and everything else you can put on there. But, it, but statistics say that uh, like there's an entire generation. They don't even use Google no more. Yep. They use YouTube yep. to look for things. Yep. Um, and so it's, yeah, man, it's 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 crazy. And uh, Sabe and I was talking about this. Sabe, our discipleship strategist for the network, mm-hmm. we were talking about this and a couple weeks ago, and he's talking about getting stages information and discipleship material, uh, having a YouTube channel to yep. implement it. Yep, because that's how people are are learning. It's how they're digesting content. Yeah, is they're they're looking for video content out there, like even more than podcasts. You know, like. I mean, I think the future is if you've got a podcast and you better start putting your stuff on YouTube, you know, yeah. in the future or your podcast isn't going to be viable. Well, you, think, you, talk, you think about guys like, um, like Mac Lake's a good example. Yep. Like Mac started a YouTube channel, mm-hmm. I think last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can go on his YouTube channel and 
watch all his content for free. Yeah. I mean, like, and he drops like gold all the time, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but, uh, so we'll ask Mac for an honorarium check for mentioning his name yeah, for, for this, go. but, but yeah, but I mean, like, it's just an example that comes to the top of my head. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, it's, it, so I think that, I think it's a, I think it's a good thing if you can do it well. Yeah. You gotta be able to do it well. For you gotta sure. have the people that can do it. You know, yeah. if you're listening to this in your church plan and you're thinking like, oh wow, I got to do this, you know, it, it doesn't work if you don't have somebody driving it. Yeah. You yeah. know, but if I you're think, built that way, then you can do it. But mm -hmm. yeah. And I think, you know, you got to have a vision and, and you got to know where you're going with it. But even like, even putting your, you know, your sermons on YouTube, yeah. um, you know, can be an effective way. Cause, cause what happens is when like people are searching YouTube for the answers to questions, yeah. like if you get good at being able to know what to tag your, you know, your videos with and, you know, search terms and stuff yeah. like that, that people will use to find your videos, like you can make specific videos addressing very specific questions that people might have yeah. uh, regarding the faith. And, you know, you want them to find your video because there's also stuff out there you don't, we wouldn't want people to find. Right. There's bad answers out there on yeah. YouTube. There's there's stuff that's going to lead people astray on YouTube. Yeah. So, you know, we need people who are posting good biblical content on there mm -hmm. because so give me an example. We've got a guy at our church now um, who is following Jesus. I'm discipling him. So he got saved because he um, he had a Greek Orthodox kind of background, didn't know the gospel. Yeah, though. Uh, it was very you know generic, um, and he had a lot of questions. Uh, he's a very intellectual guy. He had a lot of questions. Yeah. Faith. So he Googled, started Googling some questions about God, and one of the first websites that came up with was GotQuestions.org. Yeah. GotQuestions.org is an incredible website. Oh, yeah. They've got... Good stuff. They've got so much content up there. I use it all the time. And um, he he stumbled onto Got Questions, and he also stumbled onto Desiring God, um, John Piper's uh, you know ministry and yeah. website. And he just started devouring content yeah. and uh, started coming to understand the gospel through that. And then... Uh, was reading, you know, one day on one of those websites that like, if you're, you know, he decided to become a Christian and if you're a Christian, you know, like you need to be in a local church. And he'd read that. He was like, Oh, okay. Like I'm supposed to be a local church. So he Googled churches and like, uh, like I think like biblical churches in yeah. Oshawa and our church came up and he called, like called me one day, wow. and, like, and I told him, yeah, come on. And he came to our church. Uh, we baptized him and he's following Jesus now. Yeah, I, I meet with him every week for discipleship. So, but that was all through the internet. Yeah. And he's a young, he's in his early, he's like 23. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's how a lot of people from that age range are yeah. going to come to Christ. That's it. So, yep. You got it, man. And, and like, um, I never understand like why the be uh, one of my frustrations sometimes, you know, we're not a big church and you're not a big church and, um, you, you gotta have the people in place that can do it. And I never understand. Like sometimes when I go to these, like bigger churches and I'm thinking, man, you got to have people in this congregation that's gifted in these areas. Like, mm -hmm. why aren't you doing this stuff? Yep. But you know, they just, they don't, they don't see the value in it. Yeah. Yep. I know it's, but I mean, people I think are starting to notice the value in it more and more. Yeah. And, uh, which is a, a good thing. So, yeah. um, yeah, I think that this wrapping up kind of the conversation on, on positive things that can come from it. Uh, like you already mentioned that we can keep people updated, mm -hmm. uh, almost like a, a newsletter. Um, I've even seen some people who will make like secret or private groups on Facebook or oh, something. Yeah. yeah. And that'll b specifically be for ministry updates. Yeah. <clears throat> like Jermaine, you know, does that. Yeah. Uh, our friend Jermaine, um, they've got a, a, a group. And so it's a quick way to like 
ask for real time prayer yep. prayer uh, requests and things like that, yeah. so that people can be following, you know, what's happening in your ministry. Yeah. Um. So that's another good absolutely good way to do it. So, so we've talked some about this already, but I kind of want to circle back to some other negative consequences that mm-hmm. social media can have, specifically on the church planter himself. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that there's some dangers to social media. Yeah. I think that, uh, I think that social media, we, because we were essentially like hiding behind a computer screen. Yeah. It leaves us much more vulnerable to saying things that we would never probably say to somebody's face. Yeah. Uh, to, to saying, um, inappropriate things and sensitive yeah. things, harsh things mm-hmm. with a harsh tone. Um, one of the verses that, that the passages that, um, God led me to a while back ago and that I, you know, I memorized and that I've, I've tried to really be focused on filtering everything that mm-hmm. I post through is Ephesians four twenty nine. It says, let yeah. no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is good, good for building up as fits the occasion that it yeah. may give grace to those who hear. Yeah. I just think that it's so important that we filter what we say online through that. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think a couple of good rules of thumb are, you know, if you wouldn't say it in person, don't say it online. Yep. You know what I mean? Um, if you have a check in your spirit, don't just like override that check and post it anyways. I think some of the negative consequences for a church planter is, hey, listen, let's be honest, man. Like if, if okay, so statistics tell us that people are going to check you out and check your church out before they ever show up, mm-hmm. right? Multiple times, most likely. Very few people are going to see a sign or are just going to get up and Google a church and wherever it might be and come. Right. Like most of the time, they're going to do some research, okay? So you you have to be cognizant of what you're putting out there. So the first thing that people do when they go to a church, they look at the staff page, one of the first things, and they look at who the pastor is, and then they go to social media and they search for that person. Um, polls tell us too like that employers do this. So if when, when people are doing interviews, they um, I read an article a while back about this uh, company that said this uh, uh, HR firm, they said the first thing that they are hiring for them, the first thing they do is they, they search for the people interviewing. And if they have anything like, like controversial or anything on their social media, they they automatically check them off the list. Mm-hmm. They don't even go there with them. And so, you, we have to be aware that people in our communities are going to be doing that with us yep. as leaders. And so, if you're putting something out there that is, it's and and here's the here's the tension. You and I have talked a lot about this in the past. You know, I've talked about with other planners too. Here's the tension. You know you feel this conviction about something. And so you want to post it in whatever platform you want to share. It. And it's something you might say in with a group of people, you know, cause it's your convictions, what you believe. But if, if that's the first introduction, somebody in your community has to you, they don't know who you are. They don't know your heart. They don't know how, they don't know how you project. They can't tell the tone of your voice. You know, and I guess emojis help with that somewhat to a degree, you know, but not really. And But, you know, um, but that's the first introduction they have to you. And so I always think in those terms. And so it can have a negative impact on church planners if you're not careful what you post, because people look at they look at your your, your social media feeds and are like, oh, wow, this 
this person's angry or this person's got issues mm-hmm. or this person doesn't like this group of people or whatever it might mm-hmm. be. Yep, that's right. I think another um, you know snare that uh, social media can uh, can be to a church planner is it's a, it can be an ego inflator. Oh yeah, uh, can feed into our carnal desire to be admired and liked by other people. I mean, we literally they, they're literally called likes on Facebook, yeah. right? And so we how many likes you know, did that post get? Right, we we crave them. We you know we want to see comments. It's almost like um, I was I read a book. Um, called 12 Ways Your Smartphone is Changing You by Tony mm. Reinke. And it's it's really, really good. Uh, but one of the things he talked about in that book was how like literally there, there was studies done and there's literally like a, a react, chemical reaction in the brain that people have when they see that little red icon, you know, notifications that says like, you know, oh, yeah. seven notifications. And it's like almost like it's like a, a hit of dopamine, you know, that hits our system yeah. and gets us excited and we want to go yeah. and check. And it's why we, you know, are constantly, you know, like, you know, wanting to go back to our Facebook app on our phones and see like, is there a, one of the, is that red icon? Has that red icon popped yeah. up? Yeah. You know, like, is there somebody that's commented? It's, and unfortunately that's subtly oftentimes the reason that people will post so much. Yeah. Um, I think that, you know, like I know this was an issue for me, you know, in the past and I'm still a recovering and I probably always will be a recovering social media holic yeah. in terms of just uh, caring so much about what other people think about mm. me and looking for affirmation from, yeah. from the world. Right. Yeah. Um, I think to, just to your point, like, I think it feeds into uh, like, um, you've heard me say this multiple times, but I think church planners are some of the ministers in general are some of the most insecure people in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we usually have a lot of hurts, either from our childhood or upbringing or problems that, and relationships or whatever it might be. And then if you're going, if you're, you've gone through like a church that's hurt you or wounded you, you know, you, 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 if you don't really take time to deal with some of those wounds, mm-hmm. like, man, you, we're, we can be pretty insecure. And social media has, social media can have a really negative impact in that regard because like to your point it's like oh wow i got this many likes or who liked it oh that person's an important person that liked it you know it's just like Mm -hmm. this is it's just all so carnal in so many ways it's very flesh driven and you know you're talking about the um like getting those little red alerts to saying your likes and stuff so i found it's like something really uh, when I decided like, okay, I'm not going to get on this. I'm, I, I post all the time, but I don't really interact with it except for on Sunday afternoons. And I, when I made that like determination in my mind, like on Facebook, like when I do check it on Sundays, like I'll go through there and look at comments and kind of like stuff or whatever, but like it doesn't have the same allure to me mm-hmm. that it does. And so I think you're on to something. I think that I, I, I want to read that book, by the way. That sounds fascinating to mm-hmm. me. Um, but it's that, Studies show that it's like the uh, the what is it dopamine? Yep. You know, like it's it's a chemical reaction, mm-hmm. like, and that's why you keep on going back to your social media to see did somebody like it? Did somebody like it? I mean, dude, full disclosure, like when I was uh, when when I'm like on a in an airport or on a plane or something like that, or in a place where I don't have nothing really else to do, or mm-hmm. I, I'm away from work, where I can't really work. I mean, I'll just hang out on social media, yep. right? I used to do it that way, and it's just like what you just you just like checked it like 30 seconds ago you think mm-hmm. something massive happened 30 seconds mm-hmm. ago and so all right so i'm gonna i wasn't planning on like kind of diving into this but yeah I wanna, i'll go ahead and share this 
um, is something I've been thinking about a lot. And most of the, you know, the credit from this goes to, to Garrett Kell. Uh, I heard him share this two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, but there is, I, I think this is a much, much bigger issue than mm. we even realize. In oh, yeah. The lives of pastors, planters, leaders, and everybody in our churches. Yeah. He talked about, uh, he, Garrett was, was, you know, talking about personal holiness. And, you know, a lot of times when we think of sin in our life, you know, we're thinking of the kind of sins that, you know, that like, you know, killing your sin, you know, like if you've got a pornography addiction, you know, Adultery, like, you're, you're like stealing, getting rid of your, yeah. getting rid of your, you know, internet, you know, access, you know, or putting blockers or whatever, you know, or, yeah. Yeah. Uh, things that you can cut off your hand, gouge out your eye. But then there's, you know, little things like this, there's, you know, like sins of the heart, like, you yeah. know, uh, what do you do about, you know, stuff like that, subtle things. Yeah. And he talked about starving your sin, not just killing your sin, but mm. starving your sin. And one of the things that, that really struck me is that, you know, we talk about the, those kind of those hits of, of dopamine yeah. and, um, the, there's a real danger and what we can start to do is to, uh, to, to satisfy the longings of our heart and to bring us contentment. We will begin to constantly throughout the day, look for almost take like little hits of a yeah. drug. And he used the illustration of his, you know, his, his toddler and he said one day he was sitting in his, you know, living room and he watched his toddler all of a sudden like was playing and just all of a sudden get up, walk into the other room, pick up his binky, take a couple of sucks on the binky, put it back down and walk back and continue doing what he was doing. Yeah. And it just like dawned on him that like, that's what we do. Yeah. Like it was like he literally took a hit off of the binky, right? Just needed yeah. to get himself a little binky. Get in the binky. And that's what we do every time we're picking up our phone and we're yeah. opening up our Facebook app. Every time we click, we open our email inbox, you know, the 30 times yeah. a day that we do it on our laptop. Yeah. Every time we're doing that stuff, we're giving ourselves these little hits of dopamine because yep. it makes us feel good. We, you know, we get one of those little red icons that says we got a notification. Yeah. And But here's the big danger. What it's doing is we are dulling our spiritual appetite for God. That's right. Because we are, we are feeding on spiritual snacks yeah. and potato chips and we are getting too full and by the yeah. time it's time for you know instead of going to the main course yeah. the meat and potatoes of God's word of food that really satisfies yeah. we're too full and then we wonder why we have trouble focusing in our quiet time yeah. we wonder why we're not hearing the voice of God we wonder why it's hard to memorize scripture why we can't focus in prayer that's why we're too we're too just we're we're too addicted to i think of like the carnival lights you know, we're too, you know, the carnival midway, you know, you walk down and the, the games are going off, the lights are going off, the yep. rides are in the background, people screaming. We're too addicted to that stuff. Yep. Like we can't, we do not know how to just get alone with God. Mm -hmm. You know, we don't, we do not know. And, and, and we've always struggled with it in a lot of ways as a human race, but now it's like 10 times more powerful because we always have something to entertain us. Yep. You, th you think about it this way. Okay. When I was growing up, I'm a little older than you, but when I was growing up, I still remember at a certain time, um, like they put the national anthem on the TV and then the channels go off for the night. Mm -hmm. They would literally go to snow. And um, I remember one time as a kid falling asleep on like a Saturday night or Friday night and, you know, the national anthem... They they, they, they they used to do this. Like mm -hmm. They'd play the national anthem and then it would go to snow. Mm -hmm. And like th they were literally off the air for the night. There's no off the air anymore. Nope. 
we're constant we, we live in a society where we have to constantly be entertained mm-hmm. you wake up one o'clock in the morning and you can't sleep what, what would you do maybe before you might read a book mm-hmm. you might go downstairs to your den you might turn on the light you might pray you might do something what do you do now you jump on youtube mm-hmm. you get on netflix you get on email, you you work or whatever. We're just we don't know how to unplug, and I think it's killing us, man. In a lot of ways, I do too. You know, we're we're. Um, I we, think we're the. I think we're. I think we're so. We're we're far more spiritually shallow than we realize. Oh, absolutely. And, and here's the, here's the thing. This is the dangerous part, Jerry. We have we know all the right language mm. because the same thing so this is what we do with all the social media and like the blogs yeah. and you know the sermons and all that kind of stuff people tweet stuff and like oh amen that's good we retweet it mm. and it kind of gets deposited into us and we're and then we talk about it and we're like yeah we're spiritual but we're not coming to that stuff in our time with the lord yep. we're not so so this is a huge thing you know like mm-hmm. we're, we're being fed off of like devotional books mm-hmm. which are great like i love devotion books i, I love mm-hmm. you know eric and i use them um nightly in our in our in our time together and stuff but we but they supplement the word yep. they supplement our prayer time yep. and um and, yeah. and and i just think we're to the place where we we don't know how i'll give you a perfect example there was a guy that came in um, uh, to to hear like the vision of uh, of uh, what what's been going on across. I remember one time I had this meeting and uh, this guy came in and and uh, to hear the vision of like the network and the city and stuff like that. And like almost the entire time, this dude's on his cell phone. Mm-hmm. Like, I, like I don't I don't care who you are or like what society. That's rude. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you're sitting there like checking your text messages like in the middle of a conversation and you're when you're talking especially when you're talking to a church planner or you're talking to um you know a missionary who has for all intents and pers- purposes like planted his life to reach losses in a context and like you're hanging out on your cell phone like during that meeting dude that's like very offensive did you call him out no i didn't i i, I just um but you know but you know me, I wasn't going to mm-hmm. keep on talking. I mean, yeah. we just basically said, all right, you know, it's kind of, kind of meetings over or whatever. And um, I, I just think that, y- you know, we just don't know how. We don't even know. You go into a restaurant, man, and, like, people, date husbands and wives don't even know how to date each other anymore. Like, they're sitting there staring at their phone a- across from each other. I don't know, man. It's just mm-hmm. it's it's out of control. Like and kind of like this episode. Apparently, we kind of gone off the rails here. Nah, but it's good, man. But, but because I just, it's all connected. It's all connected, it's all dude. Connected. It's all connected. It really is with like church that, planners. That's why this matters. That's why this conversation matters. Yeah. Because ultimately, it comes down to like you know you know our personal holiness and our effectiveness as missionaries. Like, yeah. let's not forget why we're doing what we're doing. You know, like yeah, like social media. You know, like ultimately. Like yeah, you can use it as a good tool to try to get the message Absolutely. out, but it I think it can do far more damage than good in in the life of a church planner. And yeah. So I think you need to err on the side of caution on it. And yeah. I think that you know at the end of the day, if it's causing you to not be able to abide in Christ, if it's tra- causing you to, if it's a stumbling block, mm-hmm. if it's something that you're addicted to, then who cares about you know? You can find other ways to communicate with your partners, but you better not yeah. let it kill you. You better not let that sin linger in your oh, life. Yeah, like figure something else out, but don't use that as an excuse to let sin remain in your life. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it's like, 
the world, I mean, it's a good tool. It's a really positive, good tool if you use it in the right ways. But the, the world will exist with or without it. Yeah. You know, you can still advance the kingdom with or without it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, there's, a, there's a lot of really good things about social media. There's a lot of really negative things about social media. Yeah. It can, you know, it, if you're not careful with it. Um, and I just say this a lot. One last thing. I think with when it comes to specifically with church planning, you know, you, you plan a church around the same time with another friend or something like that. And he posts a picture and man, it's like their gym's packed and, you know, or like we're launching like our 15th small group, you know, in less than a year or whatever. Mm -hmm. And you're over here, you know, like the comparison game, just trekking along, you know, trying to do your best. And, you know, just for whatever reason, you're not experiencing the same kind of favor, um, at least on the surface by man standards. And, um, and so, and so you start to compare and you feel bad and you're like, oh man, yep. I'm a loser. Yep. That's, that's, and it's, in, it's the enemy's playground. Yep. That's right. Yeah. I mean, we could probably keep talking about this and, yeah. and maybe it's something that we should return to just in terms of like personal holiness and like online and engagement, how we interact, engagement, how we interact. Like it might be something worth exploring some more because is I just think it's so, so important. It's such yeah. a, it's such a huge issue. Boundaries right? of it are important too. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, guys, we want to thank you for listening to this week's episode of In the Trenches. Uh, make sure you go to our website, www.getinthetrenches.com, and you can find the links to all our other episodes there. And please make sure that you, if you haven't yet, leave us a, a five-star rating and a written review on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher. Uh, we're also on Spotify, so you can listen to us on Spotify as well. Uh, and tell a friend uh, about the podcast, especially if it's been a beneficial for you and if you've enjoyed it we'd really appreciate that we're going to be back next monday with another episode of in the trenches so until then go out there and get in those trenches church planners